Welcome to Bougie Boos, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm David. I'm Cam. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. How you doing, boo? <laughs> I want to be good. I truly <laughs> and genuinely want to be good. However, there is some things occurring in my life at this moment that's trying to be opposite of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as I showed you, boo, I'm having a minor breakout here and I can't stand it. It's getting on my nerves, but I know it's because of stresses that I'm facing at work. And without getting into too much detail, you know, there are certain processes in place that's hindering me from doing my job effectively. And it's kind of been stressing me out all week since Monday. And I'm just well, You must it, be really stressed because even I can see that's it from here. Shut <laughs> up, Shane. It's okay, I though. Mean, you still got your beautiful face, but I still see that crater. <laughs> I see it too, and I'm just irritated. And I've been drinking water. I've been doing my normal routine using the same face wash, using the same moisturizer. So I know it's stress induced Mm -hmm. and it's irritating me because I feel like I'm too old to be getting breakouts. Even though I know it has nothing to do with age, I just feel like a breakout of this magnitude is something I would experience like as a teenager or something. Yeah, with your hormones going awry and stressed out for different reasons. But I, I can understand the stress you're going through because I too have dealt with those systematic um, issues in our workplace. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes it comes down to the policies that are there. Sometimes it comes down to individuals in certain jobs who don't do their job. (laughs) And this is what's happening. And ultimately the students are going to suffer for it, which irritates me the most. And I mean, there is a solution that, I would have to use like personal funds for, which I have been known to do that, but why should I have to? Yeah, I've done it too. You know, like I've chilled out my own money yeah. for this, but, and then, you know, with no expectation of getting reimbursed, unfortunately I do get reimbursed, but why does it get to that point? Why? And then let's talk about how long it takes to get reimbursed at times. <laughs> Can we? Let's. <laughs> We know you got to get like 10,000 signatures for the reimbursement paperwork. And sometimes, you know, people like to sit on things and they're not as timely. And that's understandable. Everyone's schedule, you know, they have things to do. They're like, it's not my money. (laughs) And you know, if it was their money, it would be ASAP. They would get signatures ASAP. (laughs) So... Yeah, that that has been my experience this week. Um, Fortunately, I think there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I'm encouraged. That's true. And so when we're recording this episode, it's close to Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Mm -hmm. And so um, we celebrate that at our campus as a day of service. And so there is an event planned. And so I need to get some things approved and done in order for this event to move forward. And it's funny because when I was in high school, my BSU advisor, shout out Mrs. Mubashir, hey, <laughs> she used to always say that Dr. King 
did not sleep in on his birthday. So you don't need to sleep in on his birthday. So the whole campus will be off, but yet I will be here participating in a project that we have planned. And here you are still doing that, not sleeping on his birthday. I am not. I'm doing this in his honor. So, and then well, also- Boo, I mean, if I don't, if you don't mind, I'd like to share that. It's great that the project you're doing is for um, Habitat for Humanity. It yeah. is. Shout out Habitat for Humanity. Yes. So it's an exterior <laughs> painting project. So looking forward to participating in that. And you know how it is, Boo. When you've been on campus for so long, you get tapped to be on so many committees and plan so many events. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I do, though? This what is do you honestly. Do? I, I, <laughs> well, first of all, I'd like to see who asks me to be on that committee. If it's the person heading the committee and I don't like them, I don't feel like they have the ability to <laughs> I say, no, thank you. Or I will ask them who else is on this committee. And if they tell me these names and I'm like, oh, hell no. Because that means I'll be doing the work. So I say, no, thank you again. (laughs) (laughs) I will share. One time I was on a committee for the Women's Leadership Conference. And I was on the subcommittee of getting a keynote speaker. And you know, these keynote speakers, whoever it is, they charge a lot of money, their speaking fees. So this particular speaker that we wanted, it was a Black woman. And her agent told me how much her speaking fee was. I bought it back to the the chairs of the committee. They told me, can I counter offer? And can the counter offer be half of what the speaker was asking? Now, this is a women's leadership conference. And you're asking me to lowball a woman woman. (laughs) and a black woman? And I, I told them, I'm sorry, I can't do that. But if you would like to do that, go ahead. I'm not doing your dirty work. I cannot believe that. That's just disrespectful. Yeah. So sometimes things that happen in higher education just makes you kind of roll your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, these kind of things happen everywhere. But it's just disheartening that this happens quite a bit in higher education. When, you know, we are here for students mm-hmm. and a lot of our um, colleagues seem to forget that and a even lot. the professors themselves forget that especially the tenured ones <laughs> the tenured ones don't care just calling them all out <laughs> hey we didn't name names we just name classifications that's because you know who you are <laughs> <laughs> well i mean and you see what just happened at the uc their graduate students went on strike yes and mm-hmm. and, and they won good for them so because, I mean, you shouldn't be taken advantage of. Because really, it was the graduate students. They were doing all the work. They were teaching the classes, writing the papers, administering the exams. Yeah, I had a great class in, when I was, because I went to a UC, and I had this great class on Chaucer. Um, and the I learned the most from my lecture class, not my lecture class, my discussion class after the lecture, mm-hmm. from the grad student who headed that class. Yeah. And, she was actually a great Black female student who was also interested in um, Renaissance writing and Chaucer and so forth. So, and it was, you know, she was more enlightening than the professor themselves. So the graduate students deserve that because a lot of them end up being really good. Yeah. And she was what? A Black woman. A Black woman. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> 
But you know what else Ruth, that I wanted to do a venting uh, session about? Are we are we gonna are we gonna stay on the venting train here? But this is the last one because genuinely, you know that I'm a positive person and I try mm-hmm. not to be a negative Nancy. Well, you stay positive by venting because you if you hold that in, that's not good for you. So out there, uh, people out there, don't hold stuff in. I mean, don't take it on out on other people. Oh, but no. sometimes you got to discuss things in a civil manner mm-hmm. and just let your frustrations out because you don't want to hold that within and let it explode um, at the most inopportune times. And that's maybe why this giant zit on my chin has presented itself <laughs> because I wasn't able to admit to you until now. Oh, I'm sorry, Boo. I know I was, I've been unavailable this week. You know, we got job, job. So <laughs> I understand. But can we just talk about the price of eggs real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Or just anything for the for that matter. Okay, so I am a Walmart Plus member because I do not go inside grocery stores. Uh-huh. You know, I just I'm accustomed to now just getting my groceries delivered. I'm placing my order like normal, and I'm getting ready to add one dozen eggs, and I noticed that it was seven dollars at my particular Walmart location, <laughs> and then. Shortly after I noticed the price, I saw on the news that there was an egg shortage due to apparently a lot of birds and hens contracted the bird flu and they had to be put down. So these are, we talking about regular eggs and not like organic cage-free eggs. These were, well, they were brown. They were a carton (laughs) of brown eggs, but I have never paid $7 for a dozen of brown eggs. I think the most I paid for brown eggs at Walmart they're like $5 maybe, or a little over $5. And I particularly like brown eggs just because when you crack them, I don't know if you notice, Boo, but the yolks are brighter. I've never noticed that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to eat bright food. I don't know. And it, I mean, I heard that because it's cage-free, brown, whatever. It's supposed to be better for you. Anyway, but yes. So, Maybe it's that whole adage of uh, what is the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice, hey. so the, the browner the egg, the brighter the yolk. <laughs> you may be onto something there. <laughs> so, okay, a 12 count of Aislinn's best brown eggs, $7.12 today as we're recording. Mm. A, a carton, a, a 12 count of great value, cage free, large white eggs, $5.86. But I can remember when a dozen eggs was like two eighty nine, two ninety nine. All the good old days. Three seventy nine. <laughs> that was what, double. What is happening? What is well, happening? Well, I mean, you said the 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 bird flu thing and inflation. just inflation in general. Yeah. I was like, wow. And because then, I went to a, I think I talked about this on the podcast, but I remember going to um, this chicken sandwich restaurant or uh-huh. chicken wings. well they sell chicken chicken everything chicken <laughs> and so we always get this combo a friend and i we'd split this two sandwich combo comes with fries um, and a drink uh-huh. and it would be when we they first opened i think it was like 14.99 or like well that's not bad like seven eight dollars a person mm-hmm. you know for the t- combo the next time we went back um during the pandemic when they finally opened back up it was like I think $17.99 because oh they went up then the last time we went back 
it was twenty one ninety nine. I'm like, no, this is <laughs> no more chicken sandwiches from here. <laughs> I have a similar story. Okay, so I love a good pastrami sandwich. You know, the pastrami sandwich from like the hole in the wall, greasy wall okay, places. Yes. This particular place that I go to, they have a pastrami dinner, which is like two meals for me because you get a pastrami sandwich, you get fries, you get some fried zucchini, you get like three giant onion rings, and you get a side salad. Now, I can remember when that dinner was like 13 something. Okay. Then I went maybe a couple months ago and it was like 16 something, right? <laughs> Boo. I went like two weeks ago. Can you guess how much that dinner is? Let's see. Uh $21.99. You're close. The girl said $19.68. <laughs> and I was like, wow, a whole my whole 20, which is like here, take my money. Because again, it's two meals for me. So I'm thinking $10 per meal, which then is cheap. But it's just crazy to see the cost of things. And how well, the next time you go back, it's going to be, it keeps jumping up $3. So it's going to be $22.99. I'm just not going to get a pastrami. I don't need it that bad. Or maybe just make it myself at home. Because really, all you have to do is what? Pan fry the pastrami, get yeah, some pickles that's if you, and mustard. If you're, that's if your pastrami didn't jump up in price <laughs> too by the pound. <laughs> and I've never purchased pastrami to prepare at home. So I don't even know how much pastrami normally costs. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy when you go out there. And that's why I stopped buying boba tea as much as I used to get it. Uh, you know, I, there would be times I would go prior to um, the pandemic and inflation where I would buy like four or five boba teas at once because I would not, you know, I would save some to drink with no ice later at home. But now I don't, I go maybe once every two weeks to get a boba drink because they're too expensive. Too much. It's crazy. So, and not just food. Um, I went recently to get a fill on my nails. Normally, I do not get fills, but my nails in general, they look good. And it was hey, just hey, a little. Hey. Was it crypto gel? <laughs> it was, I'm sorry, what? Did you get the crypto gel? <laughs> the crystal. Don't do that, boo. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> well, you know, our listeners know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. I had to really listen. I was like, wait, what? I know. <laughs> I did not get the crystal gel. Normally, I get dip powder. <laughs> but what's interesting is my nail tech, and I've talked about him before on the show. Yes. Shout out, Neil. He suggested that I get the fill with acrylic because it was better. It blends better with the dip powder. And I said, I trust you. You're the expert. You know what you're doing. I thought maybe at the most this fill would be like $30, maybe $35. When I went to go pay, the lady said, I thought she said 16, right? And I was oh. like, 16? She was like, no, 60, 60. I was like, I should have just got a new set. $16 for a fill. Oh my gosh. And of course, you know, I'm going to pay whatever it costs. You perform the, the service, but I just couldn't believe that a fill on my nails was $60. So inflation, that's my other thing I wanted to vent about. It's, it's been. I'm <laughs> sure we all have stories. All the boo-boos out there have stories that about this inflation madness. <laughs> you know? Stay strong, boo-boos. I know it's hard. 
<laughs> Save your money. Oh you know God. what? That's the thing. They say we're through this inflation, right? Mm-hmm. And you you think people are going to not go out. But all I see is people going out all the time. People driving on the road, spending gas money. Why don't you keep your butts at home? You know what it is? They're probably kind of depressed because of the inflation. And they want to go out and have a good time. They want to be happy. Because I, I did your money. I saw on the news that I guess like debt is really high for people because everybody's uh-huh. just putting things on a credit card now. They're saying, I guess, live your best life. <laughs> Even though I'm paying 30% in interest on this thing. On well, live your best life till you're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Oh, no, I hope I, yeah. I hope the best for everyone and you know to make it through these hard times, but it's just you know at the same time you have to be realistic about what you can afford. I don't want to be no financial planner. I'm the last person people to be telling people how to do this because I'm terrible at it. But you know, I have to buckle down and look at my expenses and say, okay, where can I save? Where, you know, we bougie, but you know, we gotta we gotta still watch our money. <laughs> Yes, and I know what you've been doing, Boo, instead of going out and spending. What you've been, been at doing? home watching TV, Special Forces. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, that helps me not spend money watching TV. <laughs> but yes, I've really been enjoying this show on Fox um, called Special Forces World's Toughest Test. And basically, they take uh, 16 celebrities and they have to go through all these um, special special forces training challenges. And if they can't cut it, they remove their armband that they were assigned and they leave. And um, what makes it more impressive, I don't know, I'm sure the celebrities get some kind of appearance fee for being on the show. Oh yeah. But there's, there's no prize um, for being on there. Really? Yeah, they're doing it for their pride to see if they can challenge themselves mm-hmm. and to see okay. uh, what they're made of. You know, Impossibly. they all... Sorry. (laughs) No, I was going to say impossibly for exposure. So to get other opportunities to be on other shows. It's going to give them that as well. But some of them, um, you know, you could argue may not need the exposure, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're there really just to test themselves. And but yeah, I'm sure some of them in the back of their minds, it's like, well, this is another chance for me to be on TV. But ultimately, they don't relevant. Yeah, but they're not winning anything. You know, so except exposure, I would I assume, but and mental just, toughness. They're winning mental yeah. toughness, or gaining, but, I should say, mental toughness. Um, to run down the people who are on this, um, Danny Amendola, who was the NFL player, um, and he was with the Rams, right? Mm-hmm. So, but he's on there. He's doing well. Mel B from the Spice Girls. Um, and she's baby mama. Yeah, yeah. But she, you know, on the show, she admitted that she was in a 10-year abusive relationship. Ooh. And so a lot of that trauma from the relationship has come up during this this training stuff. So um it's interesting to watch her deal with that. And then when they when they do the training, is it is it more is, I know it's physical, but there's a like a mental component to it as well because of mental definitely. tough. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, the the drill sergeants yell at them, you know, and and nitpick everything they do, just like a, a, a recruits going into the military, you know. Yeah. And they tell them, we, we don't care if you have Instagram followers and, you know, you have this comfy life. You signed up to be here and you do what we tell you to do. Check your ego at the door, kind of thing. Period, boo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Hannah Brown from um, the Bachelor series. Um, she's on there as well. Tyler Florence surprised me that he was going to do it. The the chef and um, Food Network host. Oh, has he has he cooked something for the <laughs> no, he hasn't after after the challenges? <laughs> no, because you know they only get rations and things. So after a oh, long so hard, no, they don't they don't get any special treatment whatsoever. They they live in tents in the dirt. You so. think they really do? When the cameras go off, you know they get. Um, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know what they do, but yeah. supposedly it's you know just because they look beaten down though. Really, mm. <laughs> you know they don't put no makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Kate Gosselin, everyone remember her from John and Eight, uh, John and Kate, Kate plus, plus Eight. eight. Mm -hmm. uh, but she was talking about how, how all her kids are pretty much grown and leaving the nest, and now she's trying to figure out her next phase in life. Um, she did a lot of crying on that show, I have to say. Oh, poor uh, thing. Hey. And then Dwight Howard, the NBA champ, Which um, is on there. I saw, and then I'm curious of when this show was filmed, because I know he is currently, or was, overseas playing basketball. And I know these, they film these types of series in advance. Yeah. So... I'm just, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Because that it, is also an interesting person to be on the show. It looked like it was in the summer because they were complaining about how hot it was. And it's in the middle of the desert that they were filming this. Mm -hmm. um, and then Montel Jordan is on there. This is how we do it. He's <laughs> aging well, too. Yeah, say. and he's actually, you know, even through the tough challenges and the mental challenges, he seems to very be a very nice and humble guy. And even the the drill sergeants noticed that as well. Gus Kenworthy, the Olympic free skier, and he's also now an actor model, um, but he's on there. Uh, Nastia Liukin, the gymnast, um, gold medalist for America, she's on there. Uh, Carly Lloyd, the two-time Olympic gold medalist for women's soccer. And Beverly Mitchell, which most people remember her from Seventh Heaven. Yes, I remember that show. It came on WB, which yeah, is no longer called WB. <laughs> and then I was surprised to see Miss Kenya Moore on there. I was too, and I'm proud of her for actually yeah. stepping out of the Real Housewives sphere to try well, something she different. She's on there because she wants to prove to her daughter that her mom is a badass and when her daughter looks back and she can see that she can do anything too you know hey. and so it's a nice reason to be on there mike piazza the um uh, hall of fame catcher from the dodgers mostly that everybody remembers him from and then dr drew pinsky um you know he, he's still got a pretty good body for being i think in his 60s okay well i read somewhere that he actually was he dismissed from the show sorry for yeah alert. well yeah that's that happened pretty early because he got dehydrated and he couldn't oh continue. no so yeah we want to preserve his health lift him up in prayer and then um Anthony scaramucci who was the um, white house communications director for trump for 10 days before he got fired that's what he's known for hey keeping himself relevant he's on tv now again yeah and he yeah he, he keeps finding himself onto these reality shows and then Jamie Lynn Spears is on there as well. Brittany Spears' sister. Yeah. And she's kind of a hot mess on the show as well. And I think people who like that kind of stuff, they'll enjoy watching her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's the cast. So that's the 16 of them. And so what they have to do is survive these challenges for 10 days. Uh, and at the end of it, basically to see who survives and can tough it out. And again, no prize. It's just for pride. So is um, Remy Adelike on the 
because I saw like pictures of the cast member. Is he like a host or something? He's one of their special forces operators that trains them. Okay, because I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> Remy, if you're listening, take me to lunch. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like they, they, I think they went out and tried to find very camera worthy people mm-hmm. <laughs> for the show because the head, mm-hmm. uh, the head, the head special forces officer Rudy Reyes is a very attractive man as well. You know, so it's just kind of funny that they went scouting for people who could look good on camera and be the, the oh. drill sergeants. <laughs> who can yell at people, but yet be handsome. I'd be like, oh, yell at me, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I think the only into the third, the third episode as, as of this airing has aired and already half of them are gone or almost half. Like, uh, there are nine left. So they're getting through it quick. They're like, we're not taking all day. We are cutting people. If you ain't got what it takes, scram. Well, I mean, they're not cutting. The celebrities have to cut themselves. So they say, I can't tough it out. And they rip their armbands off and turn it up and say, I'm leaving. Oh, okay. so, yeah, that's the, interesting. The, the drill sergeants don't cut anyone. They want them to stay and they try to encourage them to stay. But the celebrity themselves decides, I, I got to go. This is crazy. <laughs> They'll be like, mm-mm. <laughs> Wow. Right. It's been very entertaining to watch. Oh, all right. Well, while you were watching Special Forces, I was contemplating on switching phones. Yeah, see, they didn't have no phones, so <laughs> you had that luxury. <laughs> yes, I'm happy I have the luxury of, of being able to communicate with people. But so, then you also didn't sign up to be rolling around the dirt. <laughs> no, sorry. Not my cup of tea. I'll pat. I'll respectfully decline. um so boo you know that we we were both android users yes we were (laughs) and now i get you know i think people who have android and iphone and they interact with each other they know like when i send a text from my android phone and then somebody with an iphone like my brother as well and you they'll reply and it says liked and then they'll repeat the whole message I said or laugh at and repeat the whole message I said. So I'm like, oh, they have an iPhone. <laughs> and you know what? I was originally going to upgrade to a Google Pixel 7 because I had a Google Pixel 3 and I was just fine <laughs> with that Google Pixel 3, right? Uh-huh. But I noticed that my phone started doing weird things. You know, when you need to upgrade your phone and phones get old, they shut off and they get hot and apps don't work, whatever. Battery life is terrible. Exactly. And I'm not that type of person who needs like the newest model of phone. I'm like, if my phone can make calls and texts, I'm good because I have access to a computer. I can send an email. I'm fine. However, when my phone started not functioning properly, I was like, okay, I'm going to upgrade. Now I had my mind set on the Google Pixel 7. Every time the commercial came on, I would be like, oh, I can't wait to get it. <laughs> watching videos and reading reviews. And I know that Google's are good phones because I had one, right? Boom. I visited Verizon two times, right? So the first time I went, it was like six people ahead of me in line. And I had a nail appointment at two o'clock. And it was like one o'clock when I was there. So I knew I wasn't, (laughs) it was going to be cutting it close, right? The second time I went to Verizon, I happened to be at Victoria Gardens in Rancho Cucamonga. And I was eating, um, we went to Cheesecake Factory, my sister and my cousin, shout out Dr. John Paul. 
and the Verizon store was like a couple of, of stores down from Cheesecake Factory. Now I'm having lunch with two iPhone users. So they're like, oh, we can't wait for you to switch. So they were like urging me to go to the Verizon store after we were done. Uh-huh. I go to the, we go to the Verizon store and the guy was like, oh, um, there's eight people ahead of you in line. <laughs> so I asked him, how long is the wait? He says two hours. No. And then all three of us say in unison, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think we scared him. I, I, I seriously think we did, but I was like, no, it's not, it's not that serious, right? On my third visit to the Verizon store, I made an appointment. I got there at 1030. They open at 10. Um, sit down, told the technician or the specialist, excuse me, what I wanted to do. And the only reason why I decided to switch from Droid to iPhone, and you're going to laugh, my eight-year-old niece got an iPhone for Christmas, and I wanted her to be able to FaceTime me easily. And I know she can download like a video app or something, but I was like, it's just easier. She can just press a button and she can see. Sacrificing your good auntie. for, For the kids. I didn't do it for my family because I was the only one in the family who did with not an Android. It is so funny because they were like, when we group text, it's not all blue because we don't have an iPhone. And sometimes I wouldn't get their messages or their pictures. So now everyone is uniform in the group text. <laughs> so that's why I decided on the iPhone 14 Pro Max. And it's a good phone. I mean, I don't have any issues with it. And I had an iPhone before. My last iPhone was the iPhone 4. But (laughs) now you've been assimilated into the group. (laughs) But what I like is I can still use Google products on my iPhone. So I still have my Google Photos. I still have Google Mail. I can download Google apps if I want to. So it's not too much of a culture shock for me. That was, that was my, oh, and I did want to say, I remember a time where you used to go to the Verizon store and they would really care about the customer. Okay. Yes. I was SOL. I was SOL. It was bad. First of all, the person next to me, he was asking the specialist if she could help him download the hearing aid app to his new phone and help him like sync it to his hearing aid. Uh-huh. She said, I don't know how to do that. Oh, no. To like a senior citizen. Well, did he hear her say that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I guess he did. <laughs> he could still read her lips. <laughs> but I was surprised that well, that was her, her reaction. That, yeah, I, I would was, go out of my way to help him. Mm. Well, and it's so funny because I looked at her name tag and I was like, I'm going to call customer care to report <laughs> I didn't though, but I, I really was empathetic with that gentleman because uh, he genuinely needed help. And she said that she couldn't help him. And that just rubbed me the wrong way. But what also rubbed me the wrong way is back in the day when you went to like upgrade your phone, they would throw in all these freebies, like all this, you know, free screen protector and a free case and free headset and all this stuff. Yeah. I didn't get any of that. It was like, you want the phone, take it or leave it. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. It's like, I remember the last time when I switched to the phone I currently have, which I've had for a few years now, I was surprised that phones became like buying cars 
where you have to, you know, basically make a monthly payment on finance it. Finance it. Yeah, you finance your phone. It's crazy. And and because and, and prior to that, it was always, oh, your phone's expired or, you know, um, your contract expired. So if you want to trade in your phone, we'll switch them out for zero dollars, depending on which phone you want or whatever. It's just it's an even swap and you just take you just renew your contract. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, here's your $1,500 phone that you're going to pay monthly on. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's, it's like very crazy. And now phones, uh, you know, they come out like luxury car models that we pick from and we pay monthly on. And not only that, but I can remember going into the Verizon store and leaving and maybe not paying anything when you upgraded your phone. Like they would automatically put it on your next billing cycle. Yeah. For my experience this time, I had to pay taxes and then they actually charge me for setting up the phone. <laughs> I'm like, this used to be free. That was a free service. It's $30 now. And then taxes on an iPhone. Then I had bought the screen screen protector because I don't want to get my screen all scratched up. And that was $50. Oh, no. This is, I guess, part of my inflation rant. I don't <laughs> So, but um, yeah, that was my experience going to the Verizon store. Well, in the future, it's going to be like, you'll go back for another phone. And like, oh, we're going to charge you $40 for giving you the privilege for us to touch your phone. Like, <laughs> no. Oh, and then after, so you pay for the, like the, the setup service, you pay in advance and then they set up your phone. The girl told me, oh, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to set it up thoroughly because you're switching from Droid to Apple. And I said, well, why did you make me pay for the service if you knew that it wasn't going to be good service? You know what I mean? Yeah, she should have told you that up front so you can make an informed decision. And I mean, I still was going to go through with it. I need a phone. And I think that's what these specialists in Verizon thinking. Everybody has a cell phone nowadays i won't say everybody but the majority of people yeah and they're like take it or leave it you want it or not yeah but you know that's the thing though yes we can all potentially have phones but we could go to a different provider we don't have to stay with you true i'm gonna stay with verizon i'm gonna stick beside (laughs) them (laughs) i've always had verizon never had an issue with them so i don't know but i i know other phone companies are just as competitive they have good coverage now so but yeah so i'm no longer part of the droid family boo (laughs) it's okay so now i'll just know whenever you liked or laughed at something (laughs) but you know with uh, technology in our hands Mm -hmm. you know you gotta watch out your phone don't try to kill you just like when i watched the the new movie megan Mm, and it's probably coming these phones have a mind of their own well, that's what's scary about the movie and Megan, because that kind of technology, I and mean, we have all, all these movies that keep showing us that AI will get advanced and kind of think on their own, and that's mm-hmm. what's scary. And we're warning ourselves, but we keep making these things. <laughs> and we see it time and time again on movies, and we're like, oh, we're going to make this robot, and they're going to be able to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, wasn't that a movie that just came out? Well, and the thing is, like, they want to, you know, uh, people who create these AI, they want the AI to adapt and learn for themselves. But, you know, when they learn efficiency, they might reason to themselves, as we've seen in some movies, humans are inefficient. 
so why do we need them? <laughs> Not all but, humans. Some humans are inefficient. Well, the, the robot, I mean, the AIs and the and androids, I don't see why they would find humans necessary except for a slave force. <laughs> I pray it never gets to that point. But actually, Megan was very good. Like, and, and actually, she the movie itself has a great rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And for a horror movie, that's amazing. And it opened at number one uh, at the box office. So it's doing very well already. But it also helped that Megan went very viral. Like, uh, people might have seen memes of her dancing. They're like, who's this little white girl dancing? It's a crazy AI robot. So it looks realistic. If you, like, just glanced at it, you would think that it was, like, a real person. Well, there, there, the actress actually was playing the role, but they put that strange face on her. Aesthetic-looking thing. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. But Megan stands for Model 3 Generative, generative Android. Um, and so the the three is kind of the E. Um, you've seen if you've seen the poster, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But uh, and so you know, Megan was built by Allison Williams' character, um, like essentially a young girl, um, Katie Violet McGraw, the actress. She loses her parents, and she has to go with her aunt, who's um, going to now be her guardian. Her aunt works for a toy company, and they make ro- advanced uh, robotic toys. And so her next project was this Megan, and she used it to test with her niece. Um, and Megan is able to interact with people in a different way and actually adapt to people's emotions and things. So it was something that's going to be revolutionary. And honestly, it's funny because Megan is supposed to be the antagonist or the bad person in the movie uh-huh. but you kind of root for her in the movie. like I want you to win even though I know you're trying to kill everybody or not necessarily because honestly kill, but... she was just doing what she was programmed to do she was told to protect the girl Katie physically and mentally from harm mm-hmm. but the the aunt who created her forgot to put any safety blocks in so it was her fault really <laughs> you like come on Gemma but, and I was going to add that the aunt, right, Allison Williams, yes. she played in Get Out for yes. our boo-boos listening. So you'll I think a lot of her. people recognize her from mm-hmm. there. Them eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then Megan has some classic scenes along with that dancing that you might have seen her in the meme. But there's this portion, um, I don't know if I should tell boos out there, boo-boos out there, but she sings a certain pop song for a bedtime song to Katie, the young girl. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's one of those moments where you're like, I didn't ever, I never knew I needed Megan singing this song. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I never knew I needed this until today. I was today yes, old exactly. when I realized I was missing this in my life. <laughs> but then there's a scene as well uh, where Megan plays the piano and she plays the song. And for, I was like, I recognize that song. And because I'm old, and for those of you who are out there, maybe you were you watched the movie and like, I thought I knew that song. Or if you're young and you don't know that song, it's uh, Toy Soldiers from Martika. Mm. I don't know if you remember that song. Boo, I boo, do. Boo, mm-hmm. But yeah, so it because I could hear her playing that thing. I was like, that sounds so familiar. It finally hit me that it was Toy Soldiers, which makes sense because Megan's kind of like a toy soldier. Soldier, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and, and I think, Boo, you could watch this movie because I know you're squeamish with some stuff, but it's suspenseful but when she kills it's not bloody or anything 
not gory. Yeah, it's and I not noticed gory. it was PG-13, too. Because I yeah, was like, well, it's interesting that a horror sci-fi movie is PG-13. Because usually, like, horror movies, they're rated R. Well, in fact, it was rated R. But because they saw how viral the movie went, they, they wanted younger kids to be able to go see it. Oh. So they, they cut it to a PG-13. That's why you could tell the original kill scenes were bloody because even in the first trailer there's this blood that splattered all over the elevator uh-huh. but you don't see that in the movie and the kill was really tamed down and horror fans they were disappointed but they loved the movie but they were disappointed that it wasn't as gory as they, they wanted like, i want to see blood and guts thank you they do like true horror fans do <laughs> but i really appreciated that they didn't have to do that for the movie to be really good and uh-huh. for you to actually feel scared about her killing people so um you know it, I, so i i would totally recommend this movie and, and you know the thing um, that you might be interested in boo which is also great is that the you know story itself is by james wan who's asian mm-hmm. but the screenwriter is akila cooper a black female hey maybe is that the theme of this episode I mean, apparently black <laughs> females <laughs> but yeah so you know and then um I, I totally recommend this movie for people who li- like horror movies or just suspenseful movies or uh, want to be scared by the future with you know, androids killing you. <laughs> because, you know, it's I, coming, unfortunately. Yeah, because, you know, our, our Alexas and our Echoes are always listening in on us, too. <laughs> I don't have an Alexa. I do not have an Echo. But I do use, you know, Siri now. But when I had a droid, it was, hey, Google. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... My voice somewhere. They have the sound bite somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, or they could just pull up the bougie boos recording. <laughs> like that's her. That's that girl. So, but you know what? I refuse to do like the fingerprint thing on the phone uh-huh. or the I, face I don't scan. do that either. Yeah. No, I, it, to me, it freaks me out. No, thank you. That and, you know, somebody takes my phone and they need my eye, they're going to take my eyeball out. <laughs> That'll be a rated R scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be gory well you know as good as megan is it's never going to get nominated for a golden globe (laughs) no but i I have to say this year's golden globe that just happened i actually enjoyed it for it's one of probably the one of the most enjoyable broadcasts i've seen in a long time because i was happy with almost all the winners Mm -hmm. and i even enjoyed the people who got um on their lifetime honor uh the lifetime honorees for the different things that they do at the Golden Globes, um, the Cecil B. DeMille Award to Eddie Murphy, and the Carol Burnett Award to Ryan Murphy. Oh, the two Murphys. Yeah. So I just well, realized. In Eddie Murphy's montage video, it uh-huh. was really well put together. They yeah. did a really good job on that because it kind of reminded you of everything that he's been in. Also showcased his range because, uh-huh. yes, we know that he was on, uh, Eddie Murphy was on SNL, and he's a stand-up comedian, and he's acted in all these movies but you kind of forget his catalog of things he's been in yeah i mean he's done so many entertaining movies and the same for ryan murphy when you watched his um clip they put together it's just the impact of how many different types of shows he's had his hands in Mm -hmm. from glee to american horror story to hollywood all these different shows so um in you know, Ryan I, Murphy's acceptance speech, it was really well put together because, yes, he was being honored, but he used that time to congratulate and showcase other talent in Hollywood. And I thought that that was very nice. 
Well, and the purpose of that too, then uh, the, the meaning behind it was really nice too, because he, I know he singled out Billy Porter, Nisi Nashbetz, Matt Bomer, Jeremy Pope, and MJ Rodriguez, because they're all gay actors um, or trans actors and things like that. And he wanted to give hope to LGBTQ kids that you can still make something for yourself if you have that dream look at these different types and racial and female gender uh transgender uh, male white black they're all different types of gays and they made their way to hollywood Mm -hmm. and so if you have that dream you can still do it and he was especially talking to those kids in florida where florida has basically um taken legal stance against gays and gays and in the school system mm-hmm. all the laws um, that they're trying to put in place and things like that so but yeah i thought he, the way he used his speech was very poignant and it was, it was touching to see that he would do that um and then yeah and then like you said i was really enjoying the eddie murphy clip because it made me want to say oh i need to watch that movie again <laughs> and I'm glad, they, yeah, I'm glad they put norbit in there because i actually like my old boss she hated the fact that i love norbit so much but norbit is very funny <laughs> But um, yeah, so just talking about I kind of, I, I made some notes as I was watching this uh, Golden Globes, and I guess I kind of go in order of what I saw that I really liked. Like the first winner, Best Supporting Actor for um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Kihui Kwan. Like it was so nice to see. If, did you watch his speech, Boo? I did. It was very emotional. You can tell it was from the heart. And yeah. I, I liked his outfit. It was like a, a regular black tuxedo, but it just looked very crisp and clean. And his black rimmed glasses, they were like, the lenses were so clean. I was like, how are your lenses clean? <laughs> that clean. Well, I mean, it, it was touching in the sense that, you know, a lot of people would remember him as the little Asian kid from um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And he talked about how he never thought he could surpass his childhood career, and he never thought he, he would be acting at the, another level where he would be known again like that until he got this opportunity for this movie 30 years later, more than 30 years later. And so it's just that you never know what will happen your way or come around for you. And that seemed to be kind of like the theme of the night, because the next winner was you know our our lady the moment best supporting actress in a motion picture angela bassett yes so in 25 years ago she won for her performance in uh, what's love got to do with it the story of ike and tina and so she won this year for her performance in wakanda forever don't judge me boo i have not seen wakanda forever i don't for you <laughs> And I have good reason, though, because I just don't want to get emotional like that because of Chadwick Boseman. May he rest in peace. And I know that um, they celebrated him in Wakanda Forever. That's what I'm hearing. But I just, I don't know. I haven't bought myself to actually watch it. So I'm still still waiting. Maybe one of these days. But from what I understand, it's coming out on Disney Plus soon. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to watch it. (laughs) But she was powerful as Queen Ramunda in the movie, so very well deserved for her. And, you know, in her speech, she also talked about how she, all these years later, she gets an award, and it's, you know, as she said, good things come to those who pray, right? Amen. You have to be patient and have a true sense and belief in yourself, and that's what she did. 
And so, but another thing that was great was that she acknowledged the Marvel fans out there and thanked them for their support mm -hmm. and said the award was for them too. And then she also said history because she's the first actor to win a, a major award for a Marvel film. So I did not know that. Yeah. So, and it was a black woman who did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I saw a, a side by side on Instagram, um, Angela Bassett 25 years ago. And then uh, when she just accepted her award recently, her arms 25 yes. years ago, and she was iconic for those arms because uh -huh. she was muscular and she still has toned arms, but you can tell she, you know, the, yeah, the but mother. she looks amazing. <laughs> she looks so good. So you know, black don't crack. <laughs> yeah. Then I I had the I have the privilege to be able to say that I was able to meet her and have a photo with her. And you know, it was rushed, but she took the time to still stop and say hi. And I appreciate that from Miss Bassett. Um then speaking of, well, let's keep the black train going, but this time we'll do a male. We got an uh, actor in a supporting role in a musical comedy drama series, Tyler James Williams for Abby Elementary. And everybody so who listens, they know how much we love this show. <laughs> I was so happy when they called his name. Me and too. I was like, I was, I wanted the other supporting actors in Ab Elementary also to have a shot. But I think in future years, if the show keeps getting renewed, yeah. because the janitor. <laughs> he well, he needs, to, he needs to have a media role for him to because. Otherwise, he's out. I mean, he has his moments, but he yeah. doesn't give him enough. Yeah. Know? And so. then, unfortunately, Janelle James and Shirley Ralph, they probably split that vote in the category because they were both nominated together. Yeah. And so that's why the other actors in that category won. Just overshadowed. Yeah. Yeah. So, but all of the performances in Abbott Elementary, award winning. They win my award. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's that, not as popular that, as the Golden Globe, but hey. <laughs> Well, since you're on that line, well, first, uh, the next thing I was going to say was the actress in a television series was Quinta Brunson. Brunson. So that's fantastic because she won. But then the best um, series, comedy series, was Abbott Elementary, Elementary, which awards everybody you were just talking about, everybody yeah. who makes the, uh, that show really important, you know. And the show just got renewed for a third season. So I cannot wait to continue watching and laughing. Well, I mean, listeners, the boo-boos out there know I love that show, Ghosts, and they also got renewed for season three, so mm -hmm. yay. <laughs> you know, another thing that was recurring through the night that was pretty funny was how um, people were kind of joking about the fact that Rihanna was there. Mm-hmm. Her and, and her baby so, daddy, like, I saw them. <laughs> Rihanna looked well, beautiful. Like, her skin was beautiful. She, she didn't have fantastic. any breaks break, breakouts. She, yeah. <laughs> her skin was well, flawless. Like the first joke that I can recall is Jared Carmichael, who was the host of the show, saying, you know, this is controversial, but Rihanna, you take your time making that album. <laughs> you know? I, I heard that. And also the controversial comment he said about the hotel that they're in oh, that killed yeah. Whitney Houston. <laughs> I yeah. was like, hmm. <laughs> well, then. When DC Nash Betts was pre presenting on stage, she took a moment and she's like, Rihanna, I just gotta let you know I love you and I dressed up as you for Halloween. Hey. <laughs> well, and then and all then, of the women shooting their shot at Brad Pitt. He was oh, yeah, that was friend. funny. But he looked good. I would have shot my shot too. <laughs> he was handsome that night. <laughs> yeah, like a bunch of people were doing that. I was like, gosh, Brad keeps coming up all night long. Everybody was, all the men were going gaga for Brad Pitt. <laughs> 
And then uh, Billy Porter, when he was presenting, and he said, if I believed in Halloween, I would have dressed up as you too, Riri. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then I was actually happy that um, Colin Farrell won for Banshees of Inisherin for um, actor in a motion picture musical comedy because he did great in that movie mm-hmm. and along with Brendan Gleeson. And you know, it's a very slow character piece, but it's just like his previous movie he did with Brendan Gleeson in Bruges, which I actually love that film. It's very talky, but they a lot of character development, but both movies are fantastic. And then um, the happiest I was for the night was uh, the best actress for motion picture musical comedy, Michelle Yeoh, for Everything Everywhere All at Once. You know, she's been, I've known her from the Hong Kong film she did did years ago. And mm-hmm. you know, I always saw her as an action star, but then she started branching out and doing different kind of roles, even though she does do action in this movie, uh-huh. but it's more dramatic. Um, but, you know, even her speech was very poignant and also talked about having her moment and how long it took, mm-hmm. right? So um, she said it was incredibly incredible to be there. And when she first came to Hollywood, it was a dream come true until she got there, which was, was so hard. sad. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. Obstacles and things that you face. Because yeah. she was told she was a minority. And then one somebody commented to her, oh, you speak English. And then she said, you know, forget about them not knowing Korea, Japan, Malaysia, India, so she just said to the person, yeah, the flight here was 13 hours long, so I learned, you know, wow. and she was joking, but she wow. already knew English. Yeah, she's like, the- oh, I knew English back yeah. home. Like, you're the only one who probably only knows one language. Yeah. So, and then, you know, like, the, the, like I said, the theme of the night, as you get older, she says, I'll basically, and she was talking to the women, particularly, opportunities become less. And, you know, she convinced herself she had a good career. She worked with Steven Spielberg, other direct and notable directors. But then she had this opportunity for this role. And, you know, she's grateful. And then uh, the funny part was when the music's trying to play her off. She was like, mm-mm. <laughs> she said, shut up. I can beat you up. <laughs> and shout out to the, the pianist. She was really good. Yeah. She did a great job. And she was beautiful. She was so elegant. And the way she moved her body while playing the piano. No, you could tell she was like really connected. Oh, yeah, she put herself she into was, it. Yeah, playing. She did a really good job. And then um, just a quick note about the actor for motion picture drama, Austin Butler winning because, you know, he won for Elvis. But I guess he can't shake the Elvis out of him because he's he talks like he Elvis. He talks now. like Elvis. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute and, and rest in peace. Um Oh, Lisa Marie yeah, Presley. Yeah, she, she passed away. So The sad thing is she was at the Golden Globes. She, and she looked fine. I mean, but you never you never know what can happen, you know? But yeah. I think looking back, maybe she held on just enough to make sure that Austin acted in this movie to provide information about her father. And now she's done that and yeah, yeah uh, she, she passed on. <laughs> he got his award. She saw him get yeah. his award. Yeah, so... And then um, supporting actress in a limited series, anthology series, or TV movie, Jennifer Coolidge. She's so funny. She's time. very funny. Yeah. And I want to like so, go to lunch with her and just laugh. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it's funny because people who are really funny on stage are very introverted. Like I've met a lot of comedians um, who they're hilarious, but when you meet them, they're so shy and withdrawn. Mm. 
but who knows how she might be but i would hope that she's kind of like her zany self um she was like can i cut this down i'm gonna work out <laughs> for her award <laughs> well and then she was talking about how for her too it was that that whole time and just hanging in there because she said she kept taking little job after little job and hoping that something big would come along and, and she joked about how ryan murphy was the only one giving her jobs yeah. and um but then you know, she will do american pie six seven or eight or whatever <laughs> it would take and um and then how her neighbors are finally speaking to her and actually inviting her to neighborhood parties <laughs> that's inspiration for us to hang in there that's, and I actually thought the same, Boo. I was like, you know what? Just bougie booze needs to hang in there, you know, and our time will come. So we may be sitting at the Golden Globe for some reason. <laughs> never you know, know. You never know. Yeah. So and uh, I was gonna say you probably already had an opportunity to go and sit at the Golden Globes. I have. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I would love to do it as a nominee. There you go. <laughs> but uh and then again. Uh, your boo, I say your boo because you watch the show. Um, Evan Peters won for Dahmer. <laughs> so, I mean, not, not really my boo, but I know, um, I know. I like the I like the show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was happy he won too, although it's controversial in a way. Yeah. And then lastly, oh yeah, we talked. About, I was going to say Abadolentry, which I'm happy won. Uh, in terms of best film and all that stuff, I wasn't really thrilled about the winners of those, but. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't see that one, the best film. But I also want to say shout out to Amanda Seafried and Julia Garner for their wow. win because I really like the dropout. I talked about it in the yes, podcast. You did. I thought about you. And then Julia Garner as Ruth in Ozark. That's my girl. <laughs> and she likes rap music. If you if you watch Ozark, you know Ruth be in the car playing like Wu Tang Clan and stuff. So I was like, Coach Julie, I was happy to see that from her. Uh, yeah, those two wins I thought about you because I know you talked about them on our show. <laughs> and Julia's dress was very pretty. Um, normally, I do not like a lot of pink things, but uh -huh. the pink gown on her was really nice. Yeah. So yeah. So, well, no one was outrageous with their fashion that night. So everybody looked nice, though. They were they were safe. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, and um, this is encouraging because maybe the next Golden Globes will also be diverse because we know last year there was not a Golden Globe because there were yes. issues with diversity and things like that. So, but, and I I really don't remember watching the Golden Globe in previous years but this year i watched it one because the host was black <laughs> and i knew that you know abbott elementary was, was nominated and things like that so yeah well, you know it's funny because regina hall was funny uh, did you watch her when she was presenting i did because she said something about somebody so i was on the phone when she was presenting but somebody was stuck in santa barbara because of the mudslides or the rain yep. <laughs> Well, first she shot her shot at Brad Pitt too. I ain't mad at you, girl. Shoot your shot. And then Kevin Costner won for Yellowstone, and then she was trying to say that she won't accept the award for him because he's stuck in uh, his house for the whole, you know, for the floods. Uh -huh. And she was trying to be serious about it, but people kept laughing because she was so funny about other stuff. And then she's like, "No, I'm being serious." And then. <laughs> You know, and she's like, no, this is not funny. But she herself started laughing. But she's like, no, it's not funny, though. <laughs> she was funny. Yeah, she's I always like funny. her personality is bubbly. So. 
But yeah, go fun Golden Globes this year. There you go. And I actually watched them, so I was able to engage in the conversation with you both. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know TV is your thing. Uh-huh. You like a lot of TV and film, so. But um, it was a, a good award ceremony this year. And any other news or updates before we get out of here, Boo? No, I think uh, just, again, we're still early on to the new year. So if you're listening, you know, hopefully it's not been starting off rough for you. And if it has, just remember that it's still really new into this year and you still have a whole 11 and a half months (laughs) to make yourself right. Get it right. Get it right. uh, you know, just be positive going into the year and in your life, because, you know, here's my little self-help guru moment again, but you basically bring that positivity that you feel into your life. So if you're going to be a negative Nancy or have that cloud above you, that's just the way things are going to roll for you. So be positive. Even if it looks dark for you, you've got to maintain some sense of positivity because no matter how bad things get for me, I always think here's a trick for you guys. If something is happening at the moment that seems rough, like your car breaks down, it's going to cost you $500 or something. Just think in a week from now, you're going to be good, right? Because you either dealt with your issue. Yeah. Or so just place yourself in the future because life is basically a series of, it's mostly good with a series of bad things that happen in between. It's about how you deal with them, but then how you keep carrying on and enjoying your life. I would agree. I would agree. And also, unfortunate events or situations, that's just what it is. It's an event or a situation, but it's not constant. Yeah, it's temporary, and you got to deal with it. And while you're going through it, you can still have a positive attitude. And that's what they say, especially people who are maybe like dealing with like a medical issue. If you keep a positive attitude, a positive outlook, that actually helps in your recovery. So you can apply that to anything that's happening in your life. You could tell we work with students. <laughs> we get all mushy. <laughs> well, that and, you know, that's why Cam and I are positive people. We don't really experience a lot, even with the negativity, negative things that happen, we maintain our positivity through them. And we generally are happy people all the time. And that's why we still look good and we look youthful. <laughs> Black don't crack, Asian don't raisin. Yeah. <laughs> Well, booze as always, thank you for listening. Shout out to our day one listeners that you have yeah. been listening to us. We know who you are. We, we can see you. on our data feeds where the listeners are. So we appreciate you, especially the East Coast and Midwest. Y'all, y'all represent. I appreciate <laughs> I'm I'm really happy, really thankful and grateful. So just can't wait to reach new listeners and keep on entertaining y'all. And if there's anything that you suggest that we check out or maybe talk about or have a question, you can hit us up, send us an email, bougieboozepodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram, bougieboozepodcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, other than that, I think we'll get out of here for today. And until then, booze, be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.